This podcast is brought to you by Overtake Motorsport. Hello everyone. Welcome to another edition of WTHK. My name is Pedro Arantes and I'm joined by both halves of the Hunt Brothers. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Pedro. How are you doing? I am slightly freezing. Cold as coming. Yeah. Cold I did as notice the coming. I did notice the rather large coat you're currently wearing. Yes. And there's another coat underneath it, so. Well, Mexico was meant to be the hotter country. I'm currently in England without heating on in just a t-shirt. Yeah, and it's not that cold. With a cold, mine is not. It's You're the first world, I'm the third world. Keep that in mind, please. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I have no comeback. There is no comeback uh, to that. No, yeah. there's not. <laughs> pretty damn cold over here too, actually, as well at the moment. Um, I'm, I think I'm going through the same sort of weather thing that uh, Pedro's going through. Obviously, I'm a little bit closer, so that's that helps. But no, I'm not doing too badly. I'm actually buzzing. Not drunk, but shockingly. Um, but buzzing after the uh, Brazil race. Very, very excited to talk about that. Should, should we mention the picture you you tweeted at us? You mentioned both the Hunt brothers, your brother and myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. the, uh, George Russell as a bee. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely buzzing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think if I ever have to tweet about F1, I'd like to make it somewhat funny. Um, and of course, that's funny because I didn't make it. I stole it. So obviously it's it's quite it's quite it's quite a nice thing to see. I feel George Russell is a big. It always makes me happy, and he deserved it. I yes. feel like I feel like both both of the um, both of the results he deserves, and I, it's interesting. Like when was the last time? It's probably more recently than I think. When was the last time we had two new race winners of the season? Twenty twenty one. Was it twenty twenty one? Oh, no. Gosh, it, actually, yeah, Doc. No, Ocon. No, was was there another new winner or not? No, like a Spaniel one no. before. Yeah, Gasly the year before. Hmm, that's what I was thinking. That's interesting. Um, that's a very. In- I guess. Would it be twenty fourteen? Who won in? No, 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 no. It was only no. Ricardo. It was 20- yeah. It was it was Daniel uh, Ricciardo, but can. 2008. How old was the man? Kovalainen? No, no. no Vettel, sorry, Vettel, Kovalainen, and um, someone else. Kubica. Mm. Oh, okay. Blue, yeah. okay. Blue flag. Look at that. We're informative. There's the last race of Vettel this weekend, too. Well, probably. It is. He could come back. It is. He could. I think he might, but. You oh, did, you see, no. did you see what Hamilton said in the press interview? He was just like, no, you're coming back. You're coming back. Switch with me, whatever. You'll come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You may do. Well, it's interesting. I mean, with like Ricardo probably leaving and never coming back, I feel like Vettel's still quite a lot to give. Like, I feel like he's still firing on most of his cylinders. With Ricardo this year, I don't know if it's just the car or McLaren or something, but I feel like we've, we've seen a significant drop off from him at least. With Vettel, I'm like, oh, he can still mm-hmm. do a few more years and be pretty damn good. Vettel has absolutely destroyed Stroll this year. Yeah, and yeah. it's not even close. So it would suggest that if you would put Vettel or keep Vettel in Aston Martin, I think they probably would be in as strong a position as they will be next year with Alonso. God, could you imagine Vettel and Alonso as teammates? <clears throat> That'd be oh, God, no. oh. <laughs> it would be really quick, but it may not be clean. Yeah, yeah, and also I could have a. 
I don't know if they both. I know Fernando's not really chilled out. I know Seb's chilled out a lot. But could you imagine them? Like, could you imagine like two thousand and eight Alonso versus like twenty twenty thirteen uh, Vettel? Oh my god! Can you <laughs> As teammates. <laughs> If we're going driver pairings, I think if you were to put um, Hamilton and Vettel in the same team, that would be a good combo. It's strange, especially if you consider the um, some of the incidents they've had. Baku, 2017, most notably. Yeah. They get mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would be a good combo. And uh, yeah, I think anything with Fernando and any other driver is a bad combo. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I'm amazed at how Alonso has managed to burn practically every single bridge. And More than like, once. Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's incredible. I love it. <laughs> uh, should we talk about teammates, guys? But the the other two teammates. Um... Oh, the uh, suck my balls, mate. Teammates. <laughs> suck my uh, balls, the, honey. Uh, we got the Mexican driver of all time, and um, and Max Verstappen. Oh. oh, you're thinking civil war. Yes, I'm thinking yeah, well, Metal versus uh, Never version two. I'm I'm still perplexed by that. I'm still very intrigued. And then things like the room has been in full swing. Like I'm pretty. I've I've heard so many different things. Like saying one thing, it's like oh, Max Verstappen flirted with Kelly PK, who is no. Oh, Max Verstappen flirted with whoever Checo. No, Checo flirted with Kelly PK. There we go. Or that um, Checo crashed Libra in Monaco. Or Checo actually raised. Max Verstappen himself when he was a child, and there's actually the wife of Jos Verstappen. I've heard like it all, and <laughs> it really doesn't help that the I must say something, something that's really irritated me, and it's irritated me in two ways. I'll bring up the next way next. First of all, it's really irritated me how people will just say what they think as fact and get really annoyed when people start like people are like, oh, it's obviously because he crashed in Monaco, and I've not looked into all the details myself. I know there's some pretty compelling evidence. But just people being like, oh, this shit, like, it's the way it blows up is like, I know we talked about Twitter toxicity before, but this week has been an all, like, all time high, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Or low. Yeah. Well, um, it, it's, it's very, the whole thing's just odd the way it's all come out. And then the vitriol that Verstappen had over the team radio mm-hmm. against even considering letting him go is just mental. Then it's even stupider that Red Bull basically like we only told Verstappen it was gonna it was at the last corner we needed to swap, despite the fact there's proof that they were telling him by turn four. Max I mean, is clearly an open team guy. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, it's really weird. It's so unlike Red Bull to lie. I mean, I've never heard of Red Bull lying in any way, shape, or form. And personally, I, I'm really sad that Red Bull and Christian Horner, to a bigger extent, would lie to me. Yeah, especially Horner. I mean, yeah. He's such a noble, honourable, not completely bullshitting almost every single second word he says, guy. The thing, I guess I'm speaking from my <laughs> part of the world, I guess. Yep. Uh, aside from, you know, the, the Horner thing. Um, uh, I, I guess many Mexicans are very surprised by it. And uh, I don't really see why or how. It's not, it's not like it, it, this wasn't a one-driver team before. Mm. I mean, this is the Checo was never ever going to win anything other than the odd race and Red Bull because it's all about Max. Yeah, Max, and he Max, Max, Max. And that's the thing. I think for what Perez has done at Red Bull, he's actually done a damn good job. I mean, he will forever yes. be a race winner. 
which is a pretty significant thing to be. And he's got a decent amount of race wins. He's got two, he's got two race wins this year. Mm-hmm. And like, granted, yes, he's at that stage in his career where maybe he's looking back, no, I could have done more, could have been, could have moved to Ferrari or something in 2013. But he's he's been doing a good job. He's getting, you know, constructors championships, or, or constructors championship. So, yeah, it's a really peculiar, he must have been aware. But I'm assuming that even if he's aware of how much of a second driver he is, he was still thinking there'd be some sort of like, you know, teammate adjustment to get him second at least, especially after all the drives yeah. he's for Verstappen. And, you know, the, his, uh, the final bit he said in the press interview after the race, um, if he has two world championships is thanks to me. Oh, that's which, such a... Which I assume I... one half of that sentence is true. Not sure about the other one, but the first one is. I, I quite like it because it's... It's an epically ballsy comment from someone who's completely pissed off. However, when you look back on it, you're going to go, ooh, ooh, what did I do? Did I really mean that? I did say that, didn't I? Oh, dear, no, no, no. Well, that's the thing. In fairness to him, if he sits there and says, the reason Max Verstappen is, you know, nearly 150 points ahead of me in this championship, that's down to me. Maybe it's like an admission of guilt and we've just read it completely the wrong way. That's a theory. <laughs> That's the thing. I, he, he definitely helped Verstappen a lot in the title last year. And even with yes. that, like, they're defending and taking points away from Hamilton here and there. I mean, it's still relatively null and void, seeing as the person that helped him get the kids to the championship last year was the Aston Martin safety car. Like, it's, I don't know. <laughs> he helped, yes, massively. Would Verstappen have got that teammate, that title with a different teammate? Probably, yes. Oh, I'm not really sure about that one. Okay, if I, it was Albon, it would have been the same outcome. Hey, think, I, I don't ever remember seeing Albon at the same pace as Verstappen. Oh, no. There's the odd moment. We're not as close <laughs> as, as Checo has been. Mm, Checo's got the advantage of experience. So he's able to do it. And he's also this year had the advantage of a whole new rule set. So he's always going to be more on a level playing field than Albon was. Mm-hmm. And we need to see how many points uh, Perez took off Hamilton throughout the year. Because, yeah, okay, if it's over seven points, then maybe he's got something, he's got a leg to stand on. Um, but this year, absolutely not. <laughs> this year, I think, well, no. isn't Verstappen not that far away from getting more constructors' points than like Mercedes altogether? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's close. He can't be far off now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the championship was already decided. Mm. That was decided by. Decided. I think it was. Yeah, I think by Belgium we kind of knew. Yeah, Stappen's won this. Was it really that hard to let him go? Yeah, just let him have his sixth place. Give him the advantage. Get to one, two in the ta- championship. Part of me wants Leclerc and. Um, Perez to finish ninth and 10th so it's one point difference between them and because of Verstappen's actions they're not 1-2 in the championship I'd like them to crash what, Leclerc and Perez? and it ends on equal points Leclerc winning because of the um, uh, race wins and that way all impetus goes on to all impetus goes on to Verstappen's actions or or Perez Leclerc and Verstappen all crash. Russell wins and he takes second place in the title. That's exactly it. That's why I said crash because if, if, if Russell wins, he gets <laughs> the shit house second place ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, that's the thing. It's a, it would have been a win-win thing for Max to two to let to let um, Perez pass. Mm. Take plays a team game. Everyone's happy. Max, what a champion, helps the teammate, helps the team. There's so little. I actually can't think of a single benefit he gets apart from like you know his own little moral victory for not letting Perez pass. Mm-hmm. Self-satisfaction, I believe, is the phrase you're looking for there. Which is so weird. <laughs> it, it, if it's you get self-satisfaction from the sixth place, then you're thinking <laughs> like a Force India driver. <laughs> and, and that man's a two-time world champion. <laughs> He's ascended, he's ascended to Adrian Sutil levels of ability. <laughs> Pretty much. He's thinking like I'm a Russia. Now, as long as John O'Trilly's not on the track, you're fine. <laughs> Still one of the funniest things. I've it's got the so pictures. <laughs> you may have the pictures, which prove you were off track and it's your own fault, you idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. He was still the last... Oh, yeah, sorry, Giovinazzi. Him and Giovinazzi are the last two Italian drivers full-time, right? No. Mm. When was Liuzzi? Oh. Oh, that's when Liuzzi. Oh, he was definitely in 2011. I don't know if he was after that. I think his last year was 2011, wasn't it? Might be. With HRT. Mm. That ridiculous Still car. Ridiculous name of a team. Why would you call your team that can be shortened to HRT? Espanol Racing. I'm sure. Oh, my Not a clever move. <laughs> It's the same with the Holden racing team in Australia with the V8 supercars. Think about it. <laughs> Not a good move. It, they always sounded to me like a phone manufacturer. It's HRT. Yeah, I can see that. DRC. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a country, Chris. Democratic Republic of Congo. Correct. That's, that's a country? No, I don't think that's a country... <laughs> Something else that I'm country. <laughs> That's the Mexican guy, of course. <laughs> we got six minutes left, guys. Um, it, is there anything else we can add to this thing? Um, we talk about the, the fact that I, I was going to say, that? um, it was good. All I was going to say was it was a uh, good stuff from Russell. Shows you can overtake. And not crash into someone at turn two whilst trying to overtake said individual. Mm. And yeah, Hamilton and Verstappen next year are going to be so dirty. Oh, that's the thing. The fact they crashed is it just shows that I, I'm not going to pin on a particular driver here either way. But it just shows they 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 battle each other completely differently to how they battle each other any anybody else in the grid. Yeah. And I'm all for it. If they can race perfectly against other people but can't stop like crashing into each other, that's hilarious. I'm all for it. That is quite funny. Although I, you do have to question, particularly Verstappen on that one, because whilst I'm not sure it should have been a penalty for him, but it is because it's the rules, not because of common sense. Mm-hmm. You've got to wonder, why would you even drive into someone like that? And the reason I'm saying drive into someone is because he said he crashed into him on purpose. It's with that. I think the thing he said is it's very much the center thing is like, I knew if he wasn't going to back out, we were going to crash, which is... It was worse. <laughs> it was worse. It was that he, he, he said that Lewis didn't have any intention of, of giving in the gap, so I just kept kept my foot in it, basically, it's, which is worse. To, yeah, he's trying to build the mindset of, okay, well, if you if you don't let me pass, we're going to crash, which I'm yeah. very much with Senna's technique in some, in some instances. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's going to kill someone if he keeps doing that. Oh, yeah, he's only landed on the house in once so far. That's a bold statement. 
Yeah, the problem is it, it, won't, <laughs> it won't take long until you get a, Lauren, a Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso crash in which it's wheel to wheel and the car behind goes airborne. Yeah. And it'll be because of stupid stuff that the two of them are doing. So, mm. yeah. It does mean that if Leclerc or Russell have any sense next year, if they just keep the nose clean and finishing the points whenever Hamilton yeah. and Snapper crash into each other, they might do an Alain Prost and just shit house their way to a title. Points their way to victory, which would probably be a nice George Russell way to do it. True. <laughs> Russell Russell Nomics, or what was it? Georgianomics or something. Georgianomics. Georgianomics. <laughs> I must say, George winning was probably my single most favorite, my, my, probably my best example of a sole driver winning that made me happiest. Like, there's been times where a driver has won and it's made me happy, but this is one where just alone the fact that this individual has won has made me happy about like championship implications. Ooh, that's a great question. For me, it's, for me, it's Gore because I'm a PR63 fan. Maybe Kubica. That was a good win. Mm. I got one, but it's not. Oh no, it has no. It, it does have championship implications because it's an NASCAR. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. George is, oh. is, George is definitely up there. Ricardo's a good one. Yeah, Hamilton was back, a good one. I take it back. Guido Vandergaard winning in the uh, 1950s classic race from Goodwood Revival was pretty good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We saw that live. I've got a video on my phone somewhere of me and a couple of friends watching it. And we're like, yay, Kino! And some unknown guy at the back goes, he finally won something. <laughs> I was going to say, he's finally been given a car to drive. Um, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Guido um, Bantagard. Bantagard, yeah. I, um, I do like it on Twitter a few years ago. All right. Um. Nah. <laughs> All right. One of us. One of us has turned into a buddy. Um. I won't tell you who. Just, just figure it out. Um. This is not a video. This is not a video podcast. You're not saying the man, but the man has essentially showed up. Being showed up as a Zoom bunny, and our <laughs> screens, and we have to talk about the Brazilian JP. And I hope this man makes some serious, very serious points about. I respect. Whoever it is, I respect their brave decision to come out in such a public forum. The man formerly known as Chris Hunt. As... He's given it away. <laughs> Who else was it going to be? My How am I supposed is... to do this for another 40 minutes? My name is Cor-L. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um... I'm going to start with you. I, I, I need to know your opinions on the Brazilian GP. I just need your pronouns before we start. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too many people, shall we? Uh, I go <laughs> by bun, bun and bun self. Uh, say that again, because I, I, I need to speak to you. Uh, bun and bun self. <laughs> or, or rab it and rab them. M- Mr. Rabbit or them uh, what were your thoughts on the Brazilian GP <laughs> first of all thank you for the respect I really appreciate it this has been a, a hell of a tough decision the Brazilian Grand Prix was a re- <laughs> this is so absurd um, 
the Brazilian Grand Prix was a it's one of those races actually where it's one of the ones I'm very glad I watched it live had I watched that later on like back in the Warren it really went to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was really good to watch. it was really good to see I think there's one of the races where it kind of seemed like stuff was happening all the time and um, the start of the race was quite fascinating I mean I don't know what happened on the second safety cover restart that was insane like I still haven't gotten over Hamilton and Verstappen crashing before suddenly Leclerc's into the wall and somehow not out of the race which is even more perplexing I thought he's going to be out of that completely um I think the most value of that race for me uh, was <laughs> <laughs> I think that the reason the race was so good to me was it had the added value on George Russell. <laughs> um, because obviously I wanted him to win very much, having supported him since 2017. Um, and obviously the tension towards the end with Hamilton behind him really bearing down um, was, it was, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> What's the point in recording this? <laughs> is this fucking impossible? This will be a great YouTube video at least. Um, behind the scenes, how it really works at WGHK. Um, but yes, the added value of it being um, George Russell with Hamilton behind him and kind of all the things that came along with that <laughs> was something I really enjoyed. How about you, Alex? <laughs> Let me describe this to everyone listening. In my screen, and I assume in Alex's screen as well, we have this bunny dressed in pink <laughs> with nothing but a black background. It's making some very serious points. So he's looking straight at us and with some like really round and big black eyes and he's nodding along as I say this. And it, I, I just can't. I'm surprised you're still recording. <laughs> well, we're recording now. We gotta stick to it, anyways. Well, it would be quite disrespectful to completely nullify my opinions, Alexander. <laughs> I'm not nullifying your opinions. I'm nullifying your appearance. No, how am I being oppressed? <laughs> I, I I didn't ask the bunny for his rating on the on the race. Oh. Uh, racing, it's a five out of five for me. I mean, absolutely. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. I know, obviously, there's a lot of bias going into it for who I wanted to win and the tension and stuff. It kind of delivered on a... Apart from the fact it wasn't like a, you know, close battle at the end. It was just kind of Hamilton tailing behind for the most time. I would say that was... That's a race that kind of had everything in most forms. And, yeah. I am intrigued to hear your opinions, though. Um, obviously, Hamilton wasn't able to overtake at the end. And I saw lots of people jumping onto Twitter uh, to be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a damage to his car. I don't know if I'd buy that. Didn't look yeah. very damaged, did it? No. Because the bit that Verstappen hit was the tyre and not the car. Yep. So you might have got the odd bit of carbon fibre in a place it shouldn't be, but it was nothing particularly bad. It wasn't like he was missing half his floor. Yeah. It wasn't like Verstappen in Hungary, for example. No. It yeah. may just be that George was quicker at that part of the race than Hamilton was. Well, it was really in the second sector because he's pulling away in the second sector. How to enclose with DRS in the first and the third, but the second was <laughs> the second player was really pulling away each time, and that's I think what gave him the victory. The deadpan look on the bunny's face. You said you said five out of five. That's is that a first for the season? First for the season, absolutely. yes, uh, yes. I think I've been, actually I might have given Silverstone close to a five out of five. 
were were you or your bunny shape even at the Silverstone episode? I was discovering myself. <laughs> oh god, the connotation. <laughs> <laughs> You do God. realize we did a a, a a LGBTQ flag, right? Logo where's is the, like June. Well, where's the bunny is? <laughs> yeah, this isn't getting this isn't getting published. I mean, that, that bit's gonna get cut. <laughs> I think most of the last ten minutes needs to be cut. I'm yeah, sorry. I think nine and a half minutes of laughter and thirty seconds of points is a great podcast. Um, Jesus. Um. I completely forgot what I was gonna say. Um, I I was going to the, I was going to brother. Um, Alex, your thoughts on the race? Oh, it was a brilliant race. Undoubtedly, a very, very, very good race. It is not. Does it count? Does it go into the all-time great list? I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. But it gets a four point five out of five out from for me. Few things that were missing. I. A lead battle like we had in the sprint race. A bit more of that at near the end and in the middle of the race would have been good to make it better. But in terms of everything that went on, I'll happily watch 24 races at Interlagos next year. <laughs> Which Chris, you're really such a dick. You are such an ass, Chris. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you are. You're doing silly head movements with your bunny. <laughs> so I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the skies for potential predators. No, you're <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god. Can can I point something out that's it's it's very minimal if you look at the big picture, but it really granted my gears. It took the FIA ages to make a decision on lap cars. Yes, it took them ages yeah. and they got it wrong. Yes. Yes, the only thing out of place was still really strange. The, there's a you can see the logic of it because ha, the Sonoda caught up to the back of Russell and then went in the pit. So when he crossed the line, he was unlapped. And because it's an automated system brought in for this year, the computer didn't realize that he could actually come back ground. And the fact that there wasn't a human watching it and realizing what was going on is just ridiculous. Yeah, don't they pay humans to watch anyways? No, not anymore. They've got several. They've got an automated system which tells you which cars need to be unlapped when. Well, yeah, but you got it... a human to watch the race. It's called a race director. Yeah, but then if you're the race director, how often are you going to be looking in the minutiae of a car that should be let through when he's got the whole track to look at all the time? There should be someone underneath him who goes, hang on, that's not right, or someone who is supervising the automated system to basically say, or to override it, saying, no, this ain't right, let's get him through. It, it's one of these, it's, it's the knee-jerk reaction to what happened in Abu Dhabi last year, of, okay, it was a human error, let's get rid of the human bit. Okay, now you're just going to get computer error. You need a mixture of the two. You, want, you kind of want to almost... Well, yeah, a 50 50 mix of automated plus. Yeah, you, you need to check human. It's like having the self automated offside system in football. You want an element of automation because it will come back with an instant answer, but you want someone to be able to check it over to make sure it's correct. Yeah. Don't get me talking about 
automatic umpires in baseball because that's that make for round is in a stadium. No, America's pastime, and that's that. Is in a stadium. No, rounders, rounders <laughs> plays don't make that much money. I'm not sure they don't do any rounders plays make money. No, it's a school game. It must right? be a professional league somewhere. But... <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to take Chris seriously. It, it just, <laughs> and he's doing that thing with his mouth. He's little cheeky, what's it? Yeah. Uh, the smiling. When I smile, it does this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you look like a gormless rabbit. Mm. <laughs> the head looks like a penis. That is insanely, insanely offensive. <laughs> that is offensive. Yeah, there is. I for one personally distraught. Seems like the bunny moon period of this honeymoon is over. The bunny moon period. <laughs> <laughs> um I was gonna say something else. There was another topic in there. Oh yes, IndyCar. Um, it seems like I was thinking Apino is getting closer and closer to a second seat. In Junko's racing, I assume the bunny is mad at me. His eyebrows look mad, but I, I oh, there you go. That's mad. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he's clearly taking inspiration from the picture that is behind the bunny, which is Roger Moore, well known for his uh, use of eyebrows. The bunny is clearly channeling Roger Moore with his eyebrow usage currently. We're getting a nod of appreciation from the bunny. How does the bunny feel about it? I was thinking of Pino joining IndyCar? Um, I don't really have any strong thoughts one way or the other. Honestly. That's why like, you look at, you look angry. I was like, oh shit, do I? Uh, I'm still getting used to my bunny features. Um, I'm just, like, I don't really have any particularly strong feelings one way or the other. With IndyCar, I feel like with the amount of cars on the grid, um, having more isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I don't know, guys. That one I kind of slide under just news. I don't know if there's any aspects of it I'm missing out on or anything that I'm not quite well read up on it or anything like that but it just seems like okay fair play go ahead I mean it's an um it's kind of my lot Sunday than next year yes yeah yeah so somebody else with kind of my lot time might be good but depends who it's going to be it could be Nicholas Latifi there very shortly well uh, uh, I guess the thing if if Canapino crashes he's going to crash alone he's not going to drag anyone else with him like Latifi does yeah <laughs> when he makes like short words it makes it worse yeah it's short sharp sentences that um yeah yeah um it's, it's, it's basically it's 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 leslie nielsen in airplane it just you're saying the most normal things but you just look so silly doing them yes. at the wrong times which is just hilarious Thank you for your feedback. <laughs> exactly. And don't call me Charlie. I just want to tell you both, we're all counting on you. Good luck. Good luck, <laughs> we're all counting on you. That's it. <clears throat> Should we talk about uh, Mick Schumacher? Because that's, that's what I want to delve into because Twitter was a completely vile place about it. We should talk about Mick Schumacher, Latifi, uh, Battle, mm. and everyone leaving. I don't remember having a year in which we had so many drivers leave at the end of the season. At least not for F1. Yeah, that's, uh, it's that's not just having this many guys leave and this many that are so sort of like 
Big. Mean, like, that's the thing. We've got, we got well over 60 race wins in that group. Granted, only two of them are race winners, but still. Four world championships between the three of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Between the four of them, we're counting the TP2. Who am I missing then? Mick Schumacher. Oh, Schumacher. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I forgot about Schumacher. Oh, don't worry. Everyone's missing about him. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be odd not having Vettel on the grid. Yeah. Because the think... last, the first time he was on the grid, I was, what I was, I would have been 16. So I'm now 32. Half my life has been spent with Vettel in and around an F1 grid, which is mental. Mm-hmm. Technically, so does mine, um, even though I'm much more younger than you guys. Well, you and the bunny, I guess. I shouldn't say guys. And <laughs> bunny is, I'm pretty advanced. How much is a bunny year in human years? How old are you, buddy? Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. That's referencing something. I'm not sure what it's referenced. Trailer Swift. Trailer Swift. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I predict a bunny year would be like five or six or seven. Um, yeah, back to the uh, Mick Schumacher it yes. bit of um, Hulkenberg is the most boring choice that Haas could have come up with but it's by a long easy. shot. But it's ironically not a downgrade from what they've got. It's a yeah, that's I kind of agree. I know lots of people, there's been lots of vitriol to Nico Nick Hulkenberg, which I'll go into in a bit more detail in a little bit, especially in relation to Mick Schumacher. Um, but it's not the worst driver they could ever be replacing him with. I mean, as you say, it's just insanely uninspired. Um, yeah. And I know I, I don't know if our hearts, our hearts were trying to like you know, I, they didn't they have to say something about wanting to have a young driver in at all times to kind of build up stuff. They kind of backed out on that almost immediately. Um, but I, I also don't. I, yeah, I think you said, you're right with not saying it. Like saying it's not a downgrade because I, Mick Schumacher has really not been performing. I mean, granted, this, is, yeah. this it was really exemplified this weekend with him finishing 20th and Magnussen getting first. Um, yeah. yeah. But I'm not necessarily surprised that Mick's getting kicked out and I'm not particularly sad about it either. Yeah, there are, There's reports from different bits of, from different areas suggesting that, um, from actual journalists, not just Twitter chat, that um, Schumacher and his, his entourage and his people are difficult to work with. Really? Wow. Apparently. The, 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 those are the rumours, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it tends it's coming from actual sources within the paddock, but it's... Wouldn't me. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There is an element of with the Schumacher name, you can have a load of people behind mm-hmm. you trying their very hardest to protect it. And getting dumped out of F1 after two years and scoring points on two occasions out of a possible 24? 23. No, 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 43. Uh, possible 43 races, he scored points twice. Yeah. Admittedly, I mean, you can take 21 of them out on the basis that last year's car was dog shite. But you got to think that if Magnussen is finishing the points as not regularly, but as regularly as he has done, both in the sprint races and the actual Grand Prix, that, yeah, finishing in the points twice is a bit of a letdown 
particularly when you start crashing in Saudi Arabia and then stopping yourself racing the day after and then crashing on an in-lap in Suzuka. Well, that's the thing as well. At the beginning of the year, the whole sort of like crashing fiasco wasn't helping. But he seemed to find his feet uh, for like a little yeah. bit, like around Austria, that sort of thing. It's like, okay, yeah. if you start pulling it together now, this will be good for him. But that yeah. was just a flash of time. We didn't see anything else after that. And I've, I've seen loads of people on Twitter. I'm going to delve into a bit now. People on Twitter are like, you know, they're, I don't know what's going on over there. They're just like, they're distraught that um, Mickey Boy is gone. Um, and it's so strange. People have been like genuinely like inconsolable with rage that Mick Schumacher is gone. I've seen so many comments like he is outraged Magnuson all season. I'm like, absolutely fuckers. No, yeah. So you're blind? Yeah. And this is the thing, they're so blinded by the fact it's Mick Schumacher. I don't I don't know what it is. Um but yeah, I've seen so Yeah. And I've seen so many people I've seen so many people on Twitter defending this guy. Like and I just don't know what. I, I, apart from like a few performances, he's never stood out in any way, shape, or form. Granted, I mean, I'm, there could be the argument made that in F3 and F2, he needed a year to get grips of the machinery, then he was able to win the championship. Maybe he needed a little bit longer, but the consistency this year, especially, especially with a car that could provide points, was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the pro, and the thing with the F2 championship, he, I don't think he actually ever scored a po- uh, pole. He never got pole. Mm. No. No. And it was only because Pilot decided he kept he wanted to spin more than he wanted to drive forwards that Schumacher even had a chance of winning it. Mm. And so he so it's, he was sort of lucky to get the F two title. Oh, and yeah. now he's and now it's just kind of a bit uh, just a disappointing end to what is probably going to end up being a half decent racing driver who would in the nineteen nineties would have had a decent ten year career. But probably not done much else. Maybe mm-hmm. got the odd race win, the odd podium if he was in the right car at the right time. But he's but not a world beater, I don't think. I feel like it also kind of cements the potential lineup of Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc at Ferrari for the next couple of years. So there's no one really rising up through the ranks who's going to be taking that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, who's in Ferrari that would take that? None of them really. No, unless you start taking people from the current grid. Yeah, it's just going to be those two for a bit. But Sainz seems to be doing a pretty good job as second driver. And I, I was I was always of the mind, oh, Mick Schumacher's going to go to uh, Hat, so he'll do reasonably well. And then we'll see him at Ferrari in two years because everyone wants to see him in red. I Obviously not happening anymore. Um, and I maybe with Audi joining the near future, we'll get a Vettel and Schumacher combo just to make the fanboys happy. That's a possibility. Definitely a possibility. I'm a, I'm a wise rabbit. <laughs> with, um, yeah, Audi coming in, it does kind of change the 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 way the driver market is going to work particularly at Sauber because mm. Porsche is part of their driver program isn't he and if Audi have got any sense they probably would keep that going with them yeah then you've got Bottas who's going to want that seat so you can end up with the Bottas Porsche lineup in 2026 which would be interesting yeah yeah or um, just Make three new teams and then you get Schumacher in. And I can't believe that in 2010, three new teams started. I would have been so excited about that if that happened again. I was. 20 what? 2010? 2010. <laughs> Thank you for that statement. We had what? HRT? 
Uh, well, uh, Marussia at the time, no, it was Virgin Racing at the time. It was Virgin uh, Racing. Lotus F1 team. Or Lo Team yes. Lotus? Team Lotus. And yeah, there was um, there was another team as well. I think, was oh, it No, Caterham were what Team Lotus became. There was a USF1 team as well that was meant to come in. So it was meant to be four new teams. Jeez. Which would have been great fun. Mm-hmm. Now, and, yeah, uh, that whole process deserves its own little podcast. I wonder, yeah, that could be an interesting one, especially as only one of those teams ended up really scoring. Actually, no, Caton got points, didn't they? Nope, no, no they didn't. Got points. Yeah, only one of those teams got points. Only Bianchi. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we stand, or what do you guys think about Richardo now that he said that Oval's fucking scared him and I'm quoting him. Well, uh, props to him for actually saying it. Yeah. I mean, he could have gone around. I mean, it's a shame to not see him in IndyCar and for a fair play to him. I mean, if, to be fair, for somebody who's been driving in F1 for so long, I can imagine something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think credit to Alex, Alex kind of hits the nail on the head there. Yeah. I mean, just saying it out there and be like, yeah, for some other bullshit reason. Yeah, I can appreciate that. There, There is an element of age as well. Ricardo's about my age, isn't he? So he's early 30s and if you're growing up as you would if you're in your 30s you grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s yeah crashing in IndyCar and Champ Car back then was big and there was a rather large chance of you getting injured slash dying as oh, yeah. proven by unfortunately quite a lot of drivers in that time and and uh, what was it? Two thousand and three? Was it Kenny Brack's crash? That one yeah. at Texas? Uh-huh. They're like two. Was it two hundred G or something stupid? It was a ridiculous it was, it was number. Two fifteen, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was a ridiculous number, and that happened when he would have been what, maybe twelve, thirteen. And if that's your abiding memory of what was going on in IndyCar, you're not going to fancy doing an oval. I it's not. I assume it wrapped there, kind of, kind of, you know, puts a nail in the NASCAR dream too. Not necessarily, because it's a different way it works, a different way the cars work. Because an IndyCar on an oval, if your wheels connect, you're in the air and you're in a catch fencing, you are stuffed. Even nowadays, that's still yeesh. If he's paying any attention to NASCAR, I truly believe that it's safer to crash in an IndyCar than it is a current NASCAR car. Ah, uh, yeah, current generation of NASCAR, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I think if you were to go to the previous gen, crash NASCAR crashes are different, and unless you are doing a McDowell or Dale Earnhardt, they tend to be less violent because there's more of the car around you, and the way in which you crash is slightly different. Mm. It's basically what happens if touring cars crash compared to what if to F1 cars crashing. Is two very different styles of crashing, which, yeah, I would rather be in a previous NASCAR generation car crash than an Indy car crash. Well, have they got big safety upgrades coming too next year for NASCAR too, then, mate? Yeah, yeah going back to next gen car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what did the bunny say? I kind of figured that one out. Uh, safety upgrades for next year. Well, they better have. I mean, <laughs> if they don't, they're in big trouble. 
Well, who didn't? Yeah, they got the, the the new generation of cars got one of the Bush brothers to retire. Uh, essentially, uh, is it Carl or Kurt? I can't remember which one. Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. M and M's. I mentioned on the show, didn't I? Yeah, I know, but he's the Bush that's in an M and M car, or was in an M and M car. Oh no, he's not. I, but I couldn't remember if I mentioned that. You know, the fact that Kurt retired because of the car. Yes, we've we've covered that, and then we covered something about the M M&M and M sponsorship as well. Oh yeah, but that's for, that's for Kyle. Mm-hmm. By the way, his oh. paint scheme for the final race was very, uh, it was very silver, but it was very pretty. It was just the the orange, the orange, the yellow from the M M&M and M car. Yes. It was made up of a bunch of pictures from fans. No. Yeah. Have we seen what um, Seb's final helmet's going to be? Because I know Alonso is doing a tribute helmet as opposed to a tribute helmet to the team that he's been with for a while and, you know, won two championships with. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping I for think... a tribute livery out of Aston Martin. Sure. Actually, oh, that's... Hmm. I'm, I guess I'm we, we would have seen it in little, practice. I'm hoping for a tiny little touch of what I assume is English taste. Not sure if my... My way of looking at things is correct. You guys tell me. Sort of why something, they did Queen Elizabeth. Mm, something very subtle. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. I think the, the one that was the best from recent memory was the one was it McLaren that did for Alonso? They did the um, they did the back of the car in like his uh, in like the Catalonian blue or something like that. Yeah, it was the blue, yellow, and red bit. Mm-hmm. I like that. I want that but with the white and then the German flag. Yeah, that'd be good. By the way, it wasn't Catalonia blue. You're gonna piss off the entirety of Spain. I thought there's a cat. I thought it was Catalonian blue, wasn't it? No, no it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's Catalonian. Is it? God, there is a, it's a, it's a specific shade of blue for the area in which he was born. But it, that, that's Asturias, not Catalonia. My apologies. Apolo- apologies to all Spaniards listening to this. <laughs> I am just a bit proud of it. So where is he from? He's from um. Trying to find it. You guys are listening to Oviedo. So to Alex live googling um, Fernando Alonso's place of birth. We should we should yeah. add really dramatic sort of like commentary to. Oh my God, he's opened up Google. He is now typing it in, ladies and gentlemen. He has pressed <laughs> the search bar. He has found Alonso's Wikipedia page. Oh, it's Asturias. Yes, unbelievable so... scenes. It's Asturias. Uh, Sorry, what was yes. that? Asturias. Asturias. Unbelievable. Basically, it their flag is that blue nice. with a um cross on it, a yellow cross, which is the pretty much the same kind of yellow you found on the Renaults when he was at them. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm yeah. glad we can clear that up. My my apologies again for any any offense caused. Now we had seven minutes left, and I think our final topic was uh the World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, first match is two days' time. It's coming home. It's it's ca- home. It's coming. <laughs> Have you seen the adverts of all the the actors? No, I didn't been, watch them. They got they've got these like actors to do um to basically you know just be around the stadiums and and like start hype. And they got these English fans. They English fans with inverted commas. Like I don't have the posable thumbs. I can't do that yet. Um, they've got the um the English fans singing "It's Coming Home." 
but of course they've probably just seen the words and never heard the song so they're just saying that just weird mix of absolute bollocks it's hilarious oh it is did, you, did you hear that you now can't have beer in the matches or the stadiums oh yeah bait and switch about to say the amount of people who are going to get arrested is it's going to be astronomical i can guarantee that 75 percent of them will probably be british have you seen the actual... Uh, uh, hang on, no, Chris. Chris, Chris I, I, I take offence at that number, Chris. I think it's going to be 90%. <laughs> yeah. Guys, have you actually seen the fans that they show on TikToks and social media videos from like the official Twitter account from the World Cup? Can't say. Can't say. Um, how do I put this without sounding like I'm a fucking racist? Um. English. English people look English, right? That's the only way I can phrase it to not sound. Look English. You do look. It must be. We must have a look of just. Yes. Yeah, we're about to have a fight. <laughs> there, there, there's a look for English people, and there's a look for people in the Middle East. Hmm. Every single group of fans you see on the social media accounts of the World Cup, whether it's Mexican, Argentinian, British, or even from Wales, they'll look. Like the same workers that build the stadium. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they oh. they they don't look British or Spanish yeah. or Italian or, or any Mexican. of them at all whatsoever. Like it's a, they did a great job with the Qatari fans. They look spot on. But apart from that, yeah, the rest of them look <laughs> really brown. <laughs> but yes, that's the I'm I'm expecting some sort of colossal event to really happen during the World Cup. Something that's going to be kind of yeah. like. Like, yeah. like, they've, like, like honestly, yeah, later on, Seth Blatt is going to get you know jailed or whatever. But there's going to be something that's going to really just set this apart. I'm worried it's going to be something ridiculously bad. Going to be a yeah. shit show. I I hope not, but it's 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 going to happen. Um, mm. Any predictions, guys? For I was going to say your teams, but I realize there's only two teams here, unless Mr. Bunny is already representing uh, America. Not sure. I'm an American Bunny. <laughs> No, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be supporting England. Um, it's gonna be really awkward on the Thanksgiving Day weekend where England play USA. Oh, is that your Thanksgiving weekend? Yep. Yep. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So yeah. I think I'll have a nice sports bar and get myself pummeled. <laughs> it is only soccer. It's not like it's not like it's American football. Uh, pummeled, basically beaten up. Um, to be yeah. fair, I have a nice British pub here called the Hawk and Griffin, which is very, it's it's legit. It feels very British. I might go there and there might be some other England supporters. Hawk and Griffin? Yeah, boy. What? They had a Southhurst Park <laughs> sign up in the bar. Nice. Um, and they had London Pride, which I didn't drink. You heathen. I had Magnus. Bunny likes apples. <laughs> 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 this is going to sound so weird to anyone listening because yeah. they're actually looking at the um. Well, they've got active on my face. Um. So where is England going to end up in the World Cup, guys? Semi-finals. Yeah, semis. I think we, I think we beat a big team, but we end up losing to like Brazil or something. The only thing I'm worried about is potentially how bad the heat could be. I mean, I've seen I've seen some players training so far, and they're absolutely drenched. The British aren't going to be particularly good at you know these sorts of temperatures for that level of time. Mm. That's going to well, be the only thing I can see really tripping us up and knocking us out in the group stages. Well, most players won't be used to it because in Europe it's now winter, and even in Spain and Italy it's not that warm. 
Yep. So that'd be a jump for them. And the stadiums are aircon. Are they? So yeah, they're still aircon in the stadium, so it's gonna cool them <laughs> off a bit. That is ridiculous. I do love you it. guys do you guys want to dare ask me how I think Mexico's gonna do? Oh, I think Mexico is going to do better than you think they are, Pedro, because you've been a bit doom and gloom on Twitter, and I think they're going to be better than you think. Okay, in my defense, I've never watched the Mexican national team as a fan. I'm going <laughs> to skip that. Um, I went straight from my couch to journalism and covering them live, so I'd never had that experience. I cannot be optimistic in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and you're going to get fucked in the ass, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> So whose group are you in? Are you in? I, I don't remember the letter, but it's Mexico, Poland, Argentina, and Saudi Arabia. Uh, so you, you, I think you can get through on that group. I don't think you're going to beat Argentina. I, no, I think Poland are beatable for you. I don't think That's so. You want. We screwed up in the last friendly a couple of days ago against Sweden in every <laughs> single thing that the Polish are good, meaning counterattacking and uh, playing on the air, corners and whatnot. You're not a particularly big squad then in height. Oh, yeah, but you got to at least try. Try to defend it. Um, and this this team, it's it's almost like having a very difficult test in school. Like you mentalize and you, you, you do better and pass the test. This guys do the complete opposite. If, if your opponent is so-so, such as Saudi Arabia, you're not going to prepare for them match and you're going to screw it up so our biggest problem might be saudi arabia mm. are you getting out of the group stage confident at, with saudi arabia you going to get out of the group stage yes or no no i don't think so oh well i don't think so and our manager is going to get sacked and we're going to find another manager and this process of sacking people every four years is going to keep on going and on that bombshell guys it's time to end the show Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And we'll see you next week. Enjoy the World Cup, everyone.